Okay, today I'm in London with Roland de Wolf. Roland, thanks very much for agreeing to talk to us and giving us your time. I think for people that don't know who you are, um, we'd better ask you what you do for a living. Um, what do I do for a living? Uh, I don't think I do anything for a living these days. I um, try to enjoy myself uh, and have fun. Um, I wouldn't say I have a, an active income as such, but um, I'm fortunate enough to be able to, um, you know, to uh, follow my hobbies. So I wouldn't say I do anything for a living. Okay, so your hobbies being gambling. Well, no, that's one of my hobbies um, for sure. Um, and I have others, sport, politics, uh, wellness, um, animals. So, you know, I, I, it's not that well-rounded. Travel, I guess. Um, but uh, I'm lucky enough to be able to wake up in the morning and say, you know, what, what do you want to do today? You can do whatever you want, Roland. Um, both me, not me in, bloke, in bed with another bloke called Roland. So you, I mean, you're, being, you're playing it down a bit here because you're a legendary character in terms of some of the big bets you've had. That's what I've been told anyway. Um, lots of big punters are quite secretive and most of my viewers, and indeed me, I wouldn't even know who they are. Uh, why, are you, why have you agreed? We've been after you for five years. Why have you agreed to uh, do this and get a bit of publicity? You've always been quite secretive. Well, it's not so much secretive. It's just like people, people think like... Gambling is quite a private activity. Uh, you don't really want people knowing the ins and outs and how much you're swinging and, and all of that stuff because um, they'll judge you on it. And, um, you know, in a, in, as well, in a time as well where, you know, some people are really struggling for money, other people have got loads, you just don't want to be talking about it. And then there's people who have got an edge, they don't want to be, you know, telling about that. People who are gambling without an edge, um, people who are firing off, they also don't want to be, you know, there's no, there's no part of punters who, you know, uh, except for, you know, Floyd Mayweather might put up a few slips or Drake, but generally it's seen as something that's like your own business. Okay, so we won't talk figures, but in terms of the UK's biggest punters, where would you put yourself? Top five, ten percent? Look, I know that, um, I know that I obviously will find other people who, of my sides will gamble the same. So to me, there's a lot of people who are sort of betting at that, that but I obviously understand also that most people don't have that sort of uh, bankroll or situation to allow them to do that or wouldn't want to. So obviously the vast majority of people aren't betting um, in the sizes that I bet. It's also that over the years, you just get accustomed to going bigger and you know whatever you need to get your buzz or, or, or whatever, and then you encounter people at those stakes. So. From the people I encounter, yeah, a lot, there are a lot of people who are betting that. But obviously, the vast, vast majority are not. Okay, so you said that um, one of your hobbies is sports and politics. Would I be right in thinking you bet heavily on both of those? Yeah, I mean, sport, um, I love sport um, and I do bet on it. And um, whatever Ben Keith will, will, will think, I've lost a lot over the years betting sport. Like I've got, I've just like a bet for account that's been like everywhere basically. Um, I, I've fired off on sport. Like my own opinion is worth less than nothing. Like less than nothing. Like I wouldn't win if there was no juice. But what I have managed to do is get some like good info down the years that has kind of turned the gate some of those losses. I know I'm going a little bit off the question. Yeah, yeah, I like sport. <laughs> but, right, so can you tell us then, I know you said you didn't want to talk figures, but people love to know about it. So what would have been, what would be like a, a big win for you on a sports bet? What sort of figure? I don't know. I remember when uh, Obama won the first time, it was the second time, and I had like, you know, and I won off that like several hundred K. That was like a big win. Uh, I think he was a favourite, but that was huge. Um, however... I don't even think I won that day. Like it's it's all part because it's all it's all part of a big big swings. You know, sometimes you'll win here, sometimes you'll win there. Uh, I'm being an all I'm a bit of an all rounder when it comes to gambling. Like I like casinos, or at least I go to them. Uh, sports betting, I'll punt on you know anything that's going on. Prop bets, poker, financials, politics. But because I'm like involved in all of it, uh, you know. Um, they're, they're, they're sort of, sometimes they offset a bit of each other or, you know, and I don't need like huge, huge action. Um, I need a lot of constant action, but I don't need to be like 
bet, I, you know, if I randomly bet on a something, I don't need to have 100K to, to get an interest in it. Um, so, um, yeah, I, don't, I didn't really answer your question. No, you, 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 you did. You took several hundred thousand, so that gives us a rough idea about the sort of size. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, like back and forth betting, you know, like 10, 20K is normal to swing, you know, 50s isn't a big swing, even hundreds, but, you know. Um, right, should we go to your, like, see where you are now? You're a big punter, you're a big player. Uh, what's your background? I mean, where did the, first of all, you know, what were you sort of brought up in the gambling industry? I had an uncle who was a big gambler. He always was always at the casino. And uh, he had a very well-known acting agency called Felix de Wolf, and they, they still exist in uh, Soho. And um, he was a, a big gambler. And it was something that from a very young age, like me and my mates, we were always like uh, gambling on the back of the bus at school. Like I remember there was three of us and one guy ended up being a gold trader Another guy was a um, work, ended up working for one of the bookmakers, and then I went into gambling as well. So we were all like from that age, and I just loved it. Even I remember all my mates saying when I was like 12, 13, 14 years old, you can't play anything without it being without having a bet on it. Like pool, um, we used to play uh, crazy golf in the park. We were bunking off lessons all the time to play pool, like you know, just fivers and whatever. Um, anything that you can bet on, basically. We, I didn't really understand like how sports betting worked, but we we're always punting amongst ourselves. So it was always kind of in the blood. Um, I had quite bad OCD when I was younger and I found that gambling really helped me uh, at least distract me from that. And it was just something that was just always, you know, everyone, I mean, everyone who has a gambling path has stories like that, but like student loan in the casino when I was at university, done that in one night, uh, emergency loan night two, um, you know, I remember winning two grand when I was like 18 years old, coming back from the casino, like throwing up against the car, like cash, like in this like little Ford Fiesta, driving back from Luton with like the cash on the dashboard, like so happy, even though I'd probably lost like double that in the previous like few months. Like there was all these, like I can remember even like, you know, what numbers I hit on roulette on those particular nights, like going back, I don't know, 20 years. So uh, it was always there. Um, and it just became something that I found it difficult to do without. <laughs> okay, now one of the things that you have been in the spotlight for, there's loads of videos of you out there, is poker. Now, as far as I understand, you went from writing about poker in Inside Edge magazine back in the early 2000s, um, and then winning millions playing it. Where did the jump come from? Oh, you've done your research, huh? I used to write for Inside Edge. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't done your research. You were there, so I didn't recognise. Mm. Um, did you used to have a, like a caricature in the magazine? We used to do like little caricatures above people's. Uh, I'm not sure now. I'll have to go and yeah. check. Um, James Hitwell yeah, and Co. Um, what was the jump from writing to playing poker? Yeah, I mean, well, I've got that wrong. Were you already a, an established? Poker no, I wasn't. Player? No, I, I went in and you know, I remember I must have been a, about six months before I started working for. Uh, Inside Edge, which was my first job, I did a, um, a charity poker night and I barely had played a bit of Hold'em. I'd seen like late night poker on TV and like Al Alvarez was there and uh, Sir Clive Sinclair playing this tournament and I ended up winning it and the prize was like a night at the hotel where the tournament was played. It was all really cool and I just loved the game. Like, I loved poker then, like X so many times more than like, what, I what I think about it now. Like it was so fun in those days, even like going down the bit, watching that night poker, all of that, like Texas Hold'em at the beginning. And I just loved it. I just loved playing. Um, play at my lunch break at, when I, Dennis Publishing. It was playing at nights in the week at Gutshot and just like absorbing all of that, like wanting to be better reading. And then I would like go and interview people because I was working for a magazine like Doyle Brunson or, you know, Eric Lindgren or, you know, just all, everyone, Ivy, you know, people who eventually I'd be playing against and gambling against, but that was how it started. And uh, a lot of it, uh, the jump was, you know, obviously I thought I could do this, but there was a lot of like right place, right time. I was never the best player by any means. Uh, I kind of knew, I was good at tournaments, like I kind of knew how to, how, but you need so much luck. And, but, but that just became a natural thing for me. Like, why would you want to go and get up at eight in the morning, work all day for fuck all, 
when you can, you know, yeah. <laughs> gamble all day. No, is, is poker around. something that you can teach yourself to be that good at if you read all the books going? I mean, uh, you, okay, been, so, yeah, carry so, on, sorry. so you, I, I, I interrupted your question because are you asking about can you do that now or can you, could you well, do I mean, that then? It, 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 because it, you're talking about like... Have you got a, do you need to have an aptitude for it to be that bit at the top or can you teach yourself you can teach yourself to get good enough i mean if you these days like it's so much different it's so hard like, even the the bad players are better than the best players used to be so it's it's a completely different game but um you can teach yourself to get pretty far or there's enough stuff online obviously to to uh to do it but these days like a i'm a dinosaur i'm like bjorn borg with a wooden racket like turning up to play against federer and nadal like it's a joke so i obviously couldn't play against any of the top players and hold my own um, but, uh, you know, if I play against people who like don't know what beats what, then, you know, I'm probably 60, 40 favorite. <laughs> okay. Now, I've been lucky enough to be speak to either friends of yours or friends of friends and to a man, they've all said you can read people's minds when you're playing, you, you've got a talent for spotting when somebody's bluffing, when somebody's not, for, you know, yeah. is that, I, mean, I think what, what they'd say as a, as a poker player is he doesn't have good technical skills, <laughs> but he's Henry. Can you get Henry on the camera? Um, so yeah, you've got good technical skills, but um, but what we don't have is uh, sorry, we don't have good technical skills, but we do have good reading skills. So yes, uh, I'm quite good at seeing if people are lying, what they're doing under pressure, all of that stuff. Yeah, it's it's easy to lie to someone if if you're under pressure, it's not so easy to lie to someone. If I told say what's your name in the street and you said it's Jessica, I probably would think it's not you're wrong. But if you said it's Steve, I'm not going to know that your name's Simon. If I'm interviewing you under a pressure situation, you've got to lie to me, you might be a bit different. So in terms of the reading people side of things, I always thought I was pretty good. Um, but that's massively overrated in poker. That's what they don't tell you. And were you good at hiding your what you were up to? Because I saw a, a Ben sent me a, pic, a video of you bluffing somebody. You totally, you know, you, you totally flummoxed him. Uh, I was quite relaxed. But, um, you know... Uh, I guess not caring that much always was part of it because because you're uh, if you're like a bit of a um, an all-round gambler, then you probably have action on X, Y, and Z, and just the poker is just one part of it, and you're not going to be like too hit up or like worried about the money. Like, and it's a bit of a cliche, like don't care about money, um, you know. But <sighs> most people care care a bit more than me. Was poker where you got your initial lump to make you able to get sort of step it up a bit? Uh, yes, yeah. Um, poker was kind to me, good to me, and uh, did did well from in those days. Now, Roman, one of the th other things that your um, your friends told me is that you have an amazing contact book, which we'll go on to in a bit. But I'm told that you were very big pals with Shane Warne. Uh, well, as you asked me about Shane, what a nice guy, um, and obviously incredibly sad uh, to lose him at such a young age. Someone who really loved life. Uh, we kind of kindred spirits in a way because we both enjoyed ourselves and didn't take life too seriously. Uh, we wouldn't say great pals, um, but he was a good man and we spent time together quite a lot in uh, Vegas and Australia and shared, shared, shared interests. Okay, Nate, um, I'm told that you're one of these guys that, that likes to get to know shrewd people and follow them in. Now, how does that work? Is that true even? I think that um, because I'm an all-rounder, because... I'm a, I guess, an unusual mix of, I kind of understand, like, I understand gambling, I understand odds and edge, but I also, happy to go against it, don't care, like, firing off in a casino, don't care about punting on sports with the worst of it. Like, there's a mix there. So, sharp people will know, most sharp people aren't like me, they, they, they don't want to be, like, giving edge away in any way. My philosophy has always been, like, you give some, get some, and try and make it work, try and satisfy my sating for action. And, uh, you know, if you can get some good stuff as well as bad like that, it's all, it's all, it's all give and take. Um, so people know that 
um, I'm someone who's going to have put a lot of, you know, bad action in places. You know, I'll have punted off on sports. And, and that, that these books with me, what they could never really uh, understand was um, my account will be a complete mix. So I might get some sharp stuff just because I can, because they can't really say no. Like I'm flying off casino. I bet like all these ridiculous sports bets, you know, stupid hackers, all of this stuff. And then they're not going to, they can't say no to like 10K or whatever on a, an early price at, you know, Wolverhampton on some shit race because I'll just tell them no more, no more action and they want the action because overall they're going to win. But the, the, the issue for them is, and then this is what I, I kind of quite like causing the chaos, you've got a guy in the horse racing department. Maybe he, you know, they see the whole account, yeah, but the horse racing guy is worried about his bonus. Maybe he doesn't want to lay a massive bet to, which is going to lose, you know, which is going to be a big hole in the book and it's going to shorten. But, you know, someone's looking down, you know, the head of the sports is, or oh, this guy's done X, Y, and Z, or, you know, the head of the overall UK is saying, well, this is a, a big punter of ours. Look what he's turning over. Look at all the bad sports bet he's got. You've got to lay it. So I can only imagine all the arguments that they would have there. But then, you know, the sharp people will find me because they know that that sharp bet, I, I obviously could get on because... You know, I have accounts that have um, special privileges. Right. So, so, and also, you're quite good at judging the good information from the bad. Um, I mean, you, if you, the thing is, when you're betting a bigger stakes, you don't have to be that good because the good people are obvious. You know, if you're a hundred quid punter, then it, you know you might encounter people who don't have the names. But for me, I like you know, I you know, I and I'm also yeah, I'm quite able to judge that stuff. Like. Uh, um, and people, will, yeah. So people will seek me out in but that respect. Now these these sort of super smart people um, tend to be quite solitary. Or we think they are sort of sitting in a you know doing yeah. their own thing. So how do you get to meet like-minded people that may be by nature a little bit solitary? Um, that's a good question. I guess like people will find if people are looking to, to ways to get something on and they're they're sharp and solitary, they'll find me. You know, it's not difficult to find me. Uh, and then if people just want to gamble with me, they'll find me. Uh, if people, you know, for whatever reason, it's, it, it's not such a big, you know, it's, a, it's not such a big uh, thing. But I imagine it would have been a nightmare for like books back in the day because, you know, as I said, like one guy looking after his bonus on this side uh, and then like the casinos guys or, or, or even like the football guy saying, you've got to lay this guy, he's done so much. And then the racing guy or whatever is saying, like, for fuck's sake, like, they're just going to clean us out on this one. But like, yeah. So um, in answer to your question directly, um, how, how do people seek each other out? Well, there isn't like a, it's not like a dating app for, for people who like gambling big, but, you know, there's a limited amount. And, you know, whether it's through poker or sports, like, you, you'll, you'll, you'll meet people who are, who are like-minded. What is the ratio of bets following someone else in your own what would you decide yourself is a good bet rather than follow anybody else uh so much of my action is just like flipping coins neutral ev stuff because i like the the fun of it like with different friends we'll like take certain minutes of a goal of a match and then just like yeah when you say x amount of gold like actually mean no actually flipping coin i mean like neutral ev stuff where you'll um have you know uh there's one guy who always we do it every four years on the olympics we have um lists of uh you know we have three people each in each, in each heat of the 100 meters or 5,000 meters or discus or betting on the time so you either take one side or the other or at cricket you'll take like batsman a against b but just that's part of the action that's a lot of my action as in like neutral ev will be like the highest proportion and then i'll punt off myself as well um especially like if, if i'm winning and then there'll be the odd sharp bit but like it's it's harder and harder these days. You have to kind of, it's not like you get one thing that's wrong by a, a load. You either have to like completely commit to it, um, which is, is, is lesser and lesser, or, um, or, or, or not bother. It's not like you get oh, one thing, well, this guy's going to be, you know, sports quite accurately priced, I think. Um, okay. So it's, 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 but it's still an interesting mix. My, my, I don't think my gambling will, most people's gambling will look like my gambling for better or for worse. Because what do you consider to be the most important mental characteristics for successful gambling? Uh, well, I don't think the um, I don't think I would be anywhere near that profile of what's the most uh, what the mental characteristics are. Um, I think that 
um, the people who are not like me have all the successful characteristics. They are the successful people, but I'm a little bit different um, and I just work in a little bit of a different way in terms of just my motivation for gambling is different to the, the very successful people. The, the method is um, what I get enjoyment out of. Um, but I, I guess all the things that I'm not, you know, discipline, organisation, like um, Ben Keith will say that I'm ruthless, but, but, but like actually two things is, I'm, as far as ruthlessness is, I, I'm not, I'm not even, I don't even, haven't in the past at least had a good work ethic. Like I'm not looking for every penny. And the reason why I work well is, is because people know that, um, you know, like you say about people coming to me, people know that with me, I'm, I'm not going to be greedy. I don't you know, care super much about getting every penny out of someone. I realise that if you're working with someone, so say like I've, cleaned, I've, I've done X amount in on an account and I want someone to give me sharp stuff, I'm not going to be greedy about percentages. Um, they know that, um, they know that I, I'm relaxed about those sort of things and I'm, not, I'm exactly not ruthless. Right, you said uh, your motivation was different. What is your motivation? I guess my motivation is, just, is more for action um, and more for having fun and the enjoyment of it and like or like the banter of it you know uh, with poker like in time in spot even in spots where i'm i'm going to be a winner in the game unless it's fun i can't be bothered like i can't be bothered to play late nights or, or long long stuff like that i don't have um things now if there's a good project or something interesting that i think is going to be um excellent and people come to me and say do you want to work on that do you want to do that i'm like yeah of course and i can really commit to that and go to it but just I'm not someone who's going to be motivated to go and uh, go and grind out the next pound or whatever because I need to. And I know super wealthy people who are can't they can't leave a pound on the table. They can't, you know, they're they're, they're taking like five ten pound bonuses um, or, or whatever. Like they're doing ridiculous things that I wouldn't, you know, waste my time doing. But that's their that's their personality and that's what's made them successful. For me, it's a totally different. Uh, to me, it's a totally different thing. Would it be fair to say that your love of sort of gambling, especially casino games, has it gone into almost the problem gambling area? Yeah, for sure. I wouldn't say almost. Um, like I'm not the sort of gambler who will, at least I don't think, like I'm not going to be like destitute losing every penny, but I will always want a constant action and have definitely over-gambled at times in casinos, um, sports books and, and whatever. Um, and... You know, there's a, there's a litany of books where like, like I've just done it in, and you know, it's, it's, uh, there's 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 also no reason for, to for me to say that. Like, I'm not getting any any advantage from saying that. Like, it's you know, I'll be welcomed in so many different casinos out around the world. That's where like if people say he's always away on holiday. Like, that's because like the casinos will welcome me, um, you know, and they'll normally take care of of, of that sort of thing. Um, but you know, there's there's a in many ways, I, I would like to be that um, guy who was um, always winning, always like super hungry, but it's not, I'm, that's not my makeup, it's not my personality and I've made it kind of work for me. You know, a bit of everything, a bit of, and give and take is, is important. So is that a you square being a shrewd punter with playing these games that you probably can't possibly win out? Well, I'm not a shrewd, well, I understand like what, what how, how bets work and stuff like that. I can't price or model anything myself I understand who is going to be shrewd, but it's not like my raison d'etre to win following in someone shrewd. Like, it, it, it doesn't really get the juices flowing. Um, I'd much rather, like, kind of have a punt myself and have enjoyment out of that. And, that, and everyone's different, but um, what I have mastered, I've, not mastered because I haven't mastered anything, but what I have done well at is, um, is, uh, being able to give and take, you know, I know that like I, I'm going to give a lot of action and then I'm going to get some action that works in poker, it works in everything. And that kind of relaxed attitude to money also is why, uh, you know, people who have a lot of money, a, you know, they, I, it, I can connect with them sometimes if we, you know, people say like, oh, you've got a lot of friends who are wealthy, but that's because actually it's not a big deal to me. Like, I don't care. Like if someone's a gambler, that's that's more not more important, but it's more likely to for me to uh, to be around them. I know a lot of like very successful, very wealthy people who aren't gamblers. They they're not interested in that side of things. They're very straight down the middle, and that's cool. That's up to them. But they're not going to be people who I warm warm to in the same way. You know. Okay. Now, five years ago, 
you were the most feared NFL punter alive, I'm told. Um, actually, uh, I remember, yeah, I mean, I, I, I won't say who, the only, the only, there were very few people who were beating us, but I, I can tell you one who you would know, who was, who had a good, who, who actually did. But, um, yeah, I, I kind of uh, got in contact with someone who um, said they were very good at NFL, had an unbelievable run for two years, was ending, I was taking like 187 both sides for like on early money, hoping to, to beat the Lions. And that we, there was such a weight of money that we often did, but somehow we managed to like win every week for two years. And then the third year, fourth year, whatever, it just went back to like, we're not gonna win here. But yeah, for a while, I thought I had the golden goose and I'm sure I would have been feared because I was just literally like, some weeks we were going through the card. It was like the most insane run of variance, but variance is insane of, you know, is insane at gambling and uh, it takes a while to, to see, you know, where an edge is. Maybe we did have some thing that was doing better there. I, I don't really know, I was kind of removed from, I was just kind of getting the bets. Um, but, you know, obviously uh, my own opinion on NFL, I don't know half the players, but whatever, but. It was fun. <laughs> when, it, when it went wrong, did it go the opposite way? Did it just level out and you thought the edge is gone now? I mean, we had like, I think like season three and four, we just lost. Like we didn't get tortured or anything. I think one year we did quite badly. Um, but like, yeah, just like kind of just it leveled out. You, you just also know you have like an instinct of, of what is getting unlucky and what is just like, what are we doing? Like, you know, in these games, whatever you can watch and see or... Not not so much on like one game, but like if you watch over a season, you can kind of figure out what people are doing. And over two seasons, I just realised that I've just been incredibly lucky, and like the prices I was taking were complete filth. Um, but somehow, you know, when you're winning, it doesn't matter. You mentioned in a pre in one of the previous parts that you sort of travel the world to casinos, and you're welcome in all of them. And obviously, you're a big player, and you've managed to thrash out deals, battle some people would say, to almost give you the edge against the house. I mean, how do you manage to do that? Right, I don't think it, there's any mystery in that, is that the, the more action you give them, the, the less edge that they're prepared to take. Um, and also the, more, the less edge I give, the more fun I can have, the longer my money will last in these situations. Uh, and if you have the right side of variance, then you can, uh, you can have winning trips, which, uh, which I've definitely done. Um, I think I've had some really, really good ones over the years, um, stuff that doesn't really exist now, especially with the online casinos. Like back in the day, I had like one, one casino where they like sent me and all my friends to Australia. Another, um, another lot sent me to like the World Cup in South Africa. You know, I actually didn't even go, I was away. But like I sent my uncle and, and his friends and they all went to the World Cup and, and various, uh, various things. I was in, uh, you know, sometimes you just, just, just want to push them a little bit just to see how much you can take the piss. <laughs> to be honest, uh, I suppose they're so confident in their built-in percentage. Yeah, of, they... co of course. Um, I was in uh, I was in Vegas last, maybe it's a few years ago, and it was Robbie Williams' first night. And they said, "Oh, do you want to go to uh, do you want to go to the concert? It's the first night, and then we're hosting it here." And I said, "No, but I, I want to meet him." <laughs> and I, oh, I can see like the the look on their face where they know that they're like this is going to be a they're going to have to deal with him being a diva, but they know that I'm going to play off if they don't. So, so like, I don't know what happened, but 25 minutes before the concert's about to start, they're like, go down to the lobby and he'll be there. So anyway, they go to the lobby and it's like, uh, and, I just chat, and I had a little chat with him. And then he, even, which was quite, he was quite a nice bloke, but in the, uh, in the concert, he like, didn't change like the lyrics to one of his songs to like talk about my jacket. I was like, fuck, <laughs> it really goes a long way. Like, being a disgraceful degenerate in these parts. <laughs> now you mentioned before about you like doing the side betting, but people tell me that you actually are very good at it. So what makes you good at the side betting? Well, um, if, we, if we just think like just randomly flipping to like um, being able to prop bet and stuff like that, I think I'm quite a good prop better. Um, and that's an area where I probably win in terms of, uh, you know, judging how much I can, uh, how much I can eat compared to the next person or you know, how long a, a taxi will take to arrive outside of the house. Like those things I feel, it's maybe the only thing that in the world that I'm good at pricing up. But uh, yeah, I'm quite confident on those and I've had some f fun ones over the years. Like if you go out for dinner with me, there'll be a few prop bets over, 
<laughs> over the uh, over the menu. Look, the rumour has it that you're a big darts fan and punter. Is darts an easy sport to win at? And where's the I edge? tell you, it's interesting. Um, there's no edge. That's the first. I mean, you might be able to get one on the first round if you really studied it, but the markets are tiny. But this is another. Uh, this is a, r a real example of how um, everyone's worse off because people take the piss on margins. You know, what I said earlier about give and take, give and take in gambling. The bookmakers, are, you know, the, the, the margins are so wide for like Premier League darts, which is the most accurate thing. They play every week, all the top players in the world, and they want to be like five to six each of two, or they want to be 10 to 11 each of two. Like there's no need to be so greedy. Punter's money doesn't last. You know, anyone who likes gambling will see that they're taking the piss because they know that they can bet on other sports for a much less, much uh, smaller margin. And I've always been of the um, opinion that like, bookmakers should, should take an edge and the margin should be small, and that's where you get bigger turnover. That's where you get more engagement. But they want to. But basically, darts as a sport is basically ruined by the fact that um, bookmakers want to take such big margin. Now, I, I understand where well, you'd have some margin on smaller matches. Um, you know, if you, you've not heard of the player, but when like it's one of the top five in the world and they're playing each other for the 60th time that year. Why do you need to be like 10 to 11 each of two? Why don't you go like 196, 197, 195? Like that's still a big, that's still a big, you know, still like having two zeros on roulette. Like why? So basically, yeah, I like darts as a sport. It's another one of the sports that bookmakers ruin by wanting too much margin and then they miss out on a ton of, t of volume and they would make, make much more. But because so many people are just so scared to lose, they, they, they don't operate properly. And you sponsor the player? I did sponsor a player. I sponsored uh, Stephen Bunting, who was the um, Lakeside World Champion. And um, he had to walk into the, he looks like the family guy guy. So we gave him money to walk in, do it to the family guy song, to Peter Griffin's favorite song and dance when he got on the stage. And he did that for like five years and his profile like went up like that. And Eddie Hearn said like, it was the best thing he ever did for his career and whatever, whatever. Um, he got into the Premier League, not because of the song, but like it was just like built up his profile. And uh, yeah, nice chat, fun times. And you've got, going back to your contact book again, more billionaires and celebrities than anyone else on the scene. Would that be right? Um, I know, you know, celebrities, I'm not like a Phil Helmuth type name dropper, like that's not my thing. But if, uh, if people are interesting, and and they like and they like the same things that I do, then um, then yeah sure. Um, not not because necessarily that they're famous, but because they're interesting. Um, and like in terms of people who have wealth, I think that um, it's kind of nice for them to be around someone who isn't um, bothered about like mon you know money. Like I'm a different animal to a lot of people uh, because obviously when you're degenerate gambler you're gonna you're gonna um you're gonna have these huge swings and you become you know very immune to the money so then the, when there are people with a lot of money it's not like the same amount of impression and and and, and probably they, they kind of can pick up on that to an extent or and like that um but obviously when you know when you're gambling um and you're gambling quite big stakes then a lot of the people who you end up gambling with or against are going to be people who have a lot of money and it's just you know it's just like a hobby for them um but i always also think that like it has to have to have like it comes down to how well you get on with them and how much you like them like i've met so many wealthy people who aren't interesting and aren't on my wavelength but the ones that are like uh it's great because you know if they're gambling then you know i'm gambling at quite a high level even though i don't have the wealth to do so and they're gambling as well and you know, so it's, it's a common interest. Is this where Ben's in inverted commas ruthlessness comes in? Because you're very good at finding and spotting people's weak spots. I don't th see how that's related to. Um, but I mean, if you get to like somebody and then you gamble against each other, yeah. all of a sudden it gets, you know, the friendship stops. And oh, sorry. Um, sorry. The, the, the most of the people who I know who are um, extremely wealthy are not gambling against them. Um, we'll, we might play poker, um, which is fine, and then you know, the money goes back and forth. But there's no like, you know, not like betting sports against them or anything like that. It's more like we'll gamble together. 
you know, so we'll go to a place, we'll, we'll play in the casino, we'll, we'll bet sports together, we'll hang out. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not like, oh, I'm finding someone who's, who's rich and doesn't care about the money. Um, although that is the kind of profile that I want to play <laughs> if I'm playing poker. Well, the other, so, the other, the other snippet... I, I always dream of that. Pipe other, dreams are good, in a way. The other snippet I had, I had to actually ring up somebody and say, look, don't, don't you know, stick me in it because this is obviously nonsense. But they told me that you love to play scissor, paper, stone, stones, like the kids do. Yeah, yeah that's mates. a fun game, yeah. So that is, that's actually a thing. And what sort of money do you play for there? No, I mean, we just sometimes do it over dinner or whatever, but I, I've, ha- I've got a good record in that game. Like, I'll, I'll, um, I'll win a lot in that game. I think that's like one of my, probably my, my biggest skills. But how how good you at, win it? Well, because it's, it's obvious. Like, if you, if, if you have a, a data of like, you know, 30 throws, you'll start to see patterns where people follow one thing with another. They don't do something after the other, after they win, after they lose, after they throw scissors, after, you know, after they go scissor rock. So, like, I don't know. It's kind of like in that moment, if you're quicker than they are, people don't realise that they're doing patterns. But, um, yeah, it's a a fun game. It's not like, it's not a luck game. Right. No, um, then your friends still stand for it, even though you're really good at it. Uh, some people were like, well, I've got one mate who we go out for dinner and he's like, no, we have to spoof because obviously what paper says, I just lose every one. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not getting good at spoofing? Uh, well, I know the basic thing of what to do when your head's up. So if you know that, you can't be that bad. Okay, now, I'm told you spend most of your life on holiday. Does the stress of serious betting make that a necessity? Do you... Uh, I don't think it's, it's necessarily a, spend most of my life on holiday. Um, I, I, I've been out of the country for like two weeks, uh, two weeks since January. Um, but obviously, if you do show someone a nice uh, beach or whatever, that will stick with them for a while, if you, especially if you don't speak to them very much. Um, I, when, and when I travel, I do tend to go for a while. I go, go for like you know, a month or two. Uh, I don't think that's because of stress. It's because you know, if, you don't have, uh, if you don't have a family like um, my parents aren't around anymore, I'm not married. So, um, which comes back to why I'm doing the interview, because if there are any ladies who happen to like, you know, <laughs> degenerate uh, <laughs> gamblers from uh, North London, then, uh, yeah, I don't know if this is a good medium for that. Well, another selling point is I'm also told you like Alberto Tomba on the ski slopes. Yeah, that's a, the, I, I went skiing for six weeks a few years ago, and I went onto the slopes five times. So maybe it, like... Uh, at, Alberto Tombo if he had like chronic laziness. But, but I'm not do, even you very t- good. do you bet when you go on these these holidays? Is yeah, it, of course. I like couldn't get out of the hotel one year because Big Bash was on and I was like flipping coins on the Big Bash and like it's not even like you know I often find this when you are real when you really have a, like a bit of a sickness for it. It's like so there's a girlfriend and like if, okay say it's like a, a Champions League game or like a big Premier League game or World Cup or huge boxing yeah all right they'll understand like i can't come out tonight like i'm gonna stay at home and watch this you can come out if you want but when it's like charlton wickham league one it's the only game on a thursday and you're like well i'm just gonna stay in and watch the football like (laughs) it's so much harder to get that through no this is a question from somebody you've read people minds and predicted what they will do and made a lot of money professionally from it has that helped or hindered you personally and have you worked out the female mind yet uh I guess that like it's always good to be able to in any situation like get a feel of people but having said that like I've been conned out of fortunes by trusting the wrong people uh, had you know people who I thought were friends like steal huge amounts of me um, other people just like you know vouch for the for the wrong people and end up like paying huge amounts so uh, yeah it's it's great, but like you can't afford to get the big ones wrong, and then I have got the big ones wrong. Okay, now when you sit at a table full of rich amateur poker players, your ideal sort of scenario, do you, is it true that you will be a bit of a non-trier for the first few hands to lull, lull them into a faux sense of security and then clobber them? No, I don't think so. I don't think that it would work. Or like I, I, I turn up what I am sometimes. Like. My, my A game is still okay. Like, it wouldn't be good against any good players, but I'm like a tilter, like I steam. So, like, when I'm behind, it's a totally different thing. So, when I'm ahead and doing quite well, I'm, I'm pretty controlled. Kind of like with betting as well. Like, it's easy to, it's easy to, 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 it's easy to lock up for the day. Like, I've had enough. Like, 
you know, the um, Saturday afternoon, you've had a few bets on the, on the Saturday, you've had uh, a bet on the late game, you, you, you know, you've won on the day, like, the, the Spanish football just doesn't seem that entertaining, you don't need to bet on it. When you're down, fucking hell, Spanish, then there's like, oh, so there's college football in America, like, you know, you're going to go into the night. So it's just just a question for me with poker. It's not. It's it's all about me rather than them, and it's not about lulling people into a false sense of security. I'm I'm either all right or you know the the the, the shop is not only open but been looted and the, someone's reversed in with a big vehicle. Is there any ever any danger of you waking up after going on tilt, and you've really done it? You know, you've really done it to the point of you're going to be in trouble. Um, I don't think so, um, because I just wouldn't have that much around me to be able to do that much damage, like I know what I'm like, to, to really be able to do much damage. But yeah, there's, there's days where I've just like done too much, uh, especially, um, you know, casino and sports punting, it's easy, it can easily get away from you, like having like five losers in a row seems impossible at the start of the day. But like when you're staring down the face of it, like four four bets in, and you're you know you you won the four to six shot, it's, it doesn't seem like you know then it's suddenly very real. Uh, but yeah, um, there is that moment when you wake up in the morning you're like fuck's sake. Um, but it doesn't happen that much, you know. Um, start of the day is nicer, nerves, excitement, um, good energy, not sexual. Um, here's, a t here's one that I'm sure most people would be, uh, you know, sort of interested in. Can you name some of the people that you follow and respect most in UK gambling and who would you say is at the top? Um, that's an interesting question. I, I would say that, like, one of the, one of the real guys who are going to be the most successful is Ben Keith, to be honest. Like, he's, um... He's hungry, he's gonna make money, he understands the industry, he knows how to bet to figures, um, and compared to his competitors, in the UK at least, he does a good job. Um, he, he will do what it takes, and um, I have a lot of respect for him. But what about the people you follow in? He, he's the sort of person you have a bet with. Do you take your bets? Um, yeah, we, 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 we've crossed paths a few times. I mean, the thing with all these bookies is a lot of them is like the KYC has gone mad. Um, you can't bet on WhatsApp because they will screw, they will, they will change the prices, um, on the machine. So they have to give you, you have to take a worse price to protect their edge. Um, they'll put you on hold forever. They've got all the tricks in the book. Um, and you know, they're completely paranoid and, and there's no give and take. You know, I'm a give and take punter, yeah? So I expect, like, when I'm, when you know, smashing around, like, I expect, like, if I, if I want to have a warm horse, if you're not, you're not going to give it to me, like, I'm out and I'm going to kick off because I'm a give and take gambler. But these bookies aren't. Now, where someone, uh, somewhere like Star has an advantage is it's owned by, you know, um, not, not, it's not corporate, so they can make quick decisions on their feet. Um, so we will have had uh, had some bets over time, um, you know. Um, I, I, You're not going to tell me you, you took Mark's your card, are you? On, on what, sorry? On anything. It, it would be well, the, I don't have a card because I'm not like randomly betting myself on... No, but any, anyone that gives you the lively information, is there anybody that you could mention? I, I don't think it really works like that, like for me anyway. Like it's not like there's someone who, oh, you, you've got a tip on that. Like either, either there's people who... Um, I can give money to, and they will bet for me on something. They'll say, we're sharp, we're going to bet the whole season, the whole year, and I'll ask them at the end of the year, how have you done? Yeah, yeah. I, might, I might invest in that, I might not. And then everything else, the, the, you know, everything is so accurate. Like, what is, you know, as I say, unless it's someone coming to me with, like, you know, uh, I've got something um, on, it could be any sport, but say it's cricket or whatever, like, I don't really care for like half a percent edge or one percent edge with variance. Like it's it needs you need to like really commit to that sort of thing. Like there are there aren't edges, which is why why I've sort of kind of like I love betting politics. Ah, I was going to mention politics. 
Now, it, so <clears throat> when you when you have a you know you're quite big on politics, I'm told. Um, is that intuition, or is that another case of you mingling with the right people? No, that's 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 intuition because, um, and what I like about politics is, is I follow it all day. So um, I'm looking at um, politics in America, Europe, UK. Like I read all about it. I'm all up on it on Twitter. And what I like about it, and which is why, for the same reason that like it's not interesting to me if someone says I've got a one or two percent edge in cricket, have this bet. It's 3% edge. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's not interesting to me. I don't need to pile on that. With politics, I can kid myself at least that I've got a 40% edge and the market's completely wrong. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, how is this price possible? There's never, ever, ever, ever happening having that on a Premier League game, like, or, or even a championship game or anything or, or, or an IPL game. That's not going to be completely wrong. Like, it might be a little bit wrong, but, but like, so, so when I bet on those other sports, I'm doing that because I'm a degenerate and I want to have the action. Yeah, I want action on those things. But when I can bet on politics, I can be both. I can say, well, I would love to have the action on that, but actually, I really like this. Yeah, I think the market's wrong by 60 points. And, and no one's going to be able to tell me that it's not. Like, I know that they can put the data up there for, you know, um, Man United against the Arsenal and they're going to get all those players in or darts or anything like that. But you, you, can't, you can't get good, accurate things on who's going to be uh, at the midterm, who's going to win the midterms next week? You know, Republicans heavy favourites, but uh, Democrats are a live chance. Like, who's to say that that like one to four uh, Republicans to take the Senate is is right? Like, it, you know, it, it could be one to twenty the correct price, or it could be six to four the Republicans. So you know, and that's something that sits well with me. That's how like gambling used to be, how gambling sh- should be to, to me. Like, if you have if you have a bet and you really like something, you could know that you know. It's not just the same as saying like, you know, for me saying that I, I think Liverpool are going to beat, uh, uh, who are they playing next weekend? Um, Tottenham, yeah? So say Liverpool against Tottenham. Um, like, <laughs> there's nothing in me, like, with, with, with the most um, huge opinion I could have that could ever really no- think that I know any better than what the price is, you know? Um, but... In these politics things, you, 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 you don't, you know, you, you can kid yourself. And that's really fun to be actually think you have good bets, you know, like, like uh, who's going to win the next election? Like you, you could really like, you could really like sit there and think that six to four or whatever it is, Tories is, is like amazing. Like, how have I got this? Like, I just like give you such good vibes and the buzz for the whole time. Um, you can never sit there and think like, oh, I've got a great bet, like. Uh, Liverpool, this and that, like the price is just not going to really change much up to kick off. There'll be a couple of team news, uh, uh, you know. That's how that's how it's great, right? You, you, you with politics, you can sit and you can sit with a bet, and it can be a longer term bet, and you can follow it and watch it, and you could think you've got a, a really nice thing, and you can bet on the team that you like as well. So, and have you got um, a sort of a minimum price that you, you know, would you bet like twenty grand at twenty on if you thought somebody something was an absolute certainty in the politics? So like if well would you bet so if, really long odds on if you thought you were absolutely certain well so like when Biden won and Trump was saying that he hadn't won after the votes had been counted that well, kind of thing that sort of thing yeah yeah I mean I think uh, everyone filled their boots on that <laughs> I mean so yes I mean would I bet that like you know would I bet one oh one on uh, my name being Roland then yeah obviously I would so <laughs> you you know if if something's a sure thing. Uh, it's reflected in the price. I've never been one for like, uh, actually, to be honest, I've always been a bit of an, in my own punting, I've always been a bit of an odds on better just because psychologically you win more. Mm. So like, it's, it sounds a bit like, like they, I know the bookies like laying the odds on, but I like betting the odds on a lot of the time because um, it like, gives you confidence. There's a lot of winning, like psychologically. Like it doesn't matter if I, if you, even if you lose overall, if you win like nine out of 10 times, so I remember like Harry Finlay used to bet Federer like 105 and 108 when he should have been like 1001. That was, uh, <laughs> as he said, like brilliant for him because it gave him confidence and, and whatever. Yeah, no, you've mentioned Ben and Star Sports in a glowing sort of terms as proper bookmakers. As, yeah, well, you, I wouldn't you... go so far. <laughs> I could, but, you know, I'm sure, but like, but, okay, so compared, you've, to, you've... compared to, compared to, um, Labrooks or someone. You've yeah. got a grudging respect for bookmakers. It will take a bet anyway. Should we say that? Um, well, I think that, 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 that anyone will take a big bet on Cheltenham like an hour before the off. But 
I more have a disdain for like people who are getting the biggest margins in the world, putting their opinions up on Twitter as being good, and then then they're running a a, a book and they won't lay a bet to anyone, and they've got edges as well. So yeah, there's my there's my answer to that. Okay, but the reason I was lead, the one leading into there is it's back to the poker again. I know you say you only play it, well recreationally, not professionally now, but still seriously, I assume. Are you actually the bookie? So do you look at each person that you're playing? and play them to their lack of strength or strengths. And is that how you would do well, it? Well, you have to like, you know, if someone is a, a player who you think is like really tight um, and they're making big bets, you probably don't call them. So yeah, there's, a, there's, there's, and if they're really, you know, if they're really wild, you're more like, you're, you're less likely to bluff them if they call a lot. So obviously we're all at a poker table. Everyone is taking your opponent into, into account. So in that way, yes. Um, but it's not really like, I don't think the analogy holds so much as it being like a bookie. Um, okay. yeah. You're playing so against yourself, ultimately in poker, you're playing against yourself. Like that's who's really gonna, gonna like screw you out of money is yourself, your own things. Whereas in, in a book, in a bookie, you're playing against a bookie. Yeah, now you, when, you, when interviewing anybody watching this will see you smiling a lot, you've got a real sense of fun, you obviously enjoy what you do, but is there a downside mentally? If, if you sort of suffer mentally, from the highs and the lows of, of the gambling? Um, sure, I think that like gambling is, you know, you're just hitting yourself with dopamine all the time and it makes other things less fun. So, you know, other people like look forward to a wedding or something, like for me that's like, oh my God, I've got to go to a wedding, like how boring is that? Like, I hope I can get good phone reception. Like, it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an issue, like it's something that can take over your life. Now, as I say, I'm all about just like making it work. Like here I am, I'm gonna try and make this work to some extent, you know? Stay in the game, uh, have fun with it and have good experiences. I won't make as much money as that, but I'll get opportunities to make money or play poker with people or something, something that if I wasn't giving away this action here and there, I wouldn't give, okay? But yeah, if you look at it, back, take a step back from a big picture, that, that dopamine just being main, you know, mainlined into your brain all the time is bad for you and it makes other stuff less fun um, and it makes like having a normal life less possible uh, you know but to unwind all the stuff that I've done if you know that's a difficult challenging task and I don't even wouldn't even know how to start going about it what um, what I want to do is um, you know maybe one day I will do that but you know I also want to be involved in like any interesting fun gambling projects things that will take up my time things that will um, things that I can contribute to um, and not just sitting around, you know, betting uh, which bowl is going to go out of these two is going to go for more runs and flipping a coin from that. So the, that, the, the danger is, is it, it wastes a hell of a lot of time and, and it's fun. So even if it's not super expensive, even if you can make it work somehow with, by getting a lot of places to bet, you're wasting your time. Um, and that's what kind of addictions are really mm. so yes I really enjoy that but is it the most productive thing for me probably not so would you say that you have a compulsion you, you have a compulsion to bet and if so would you how would you feel if you woke up one day and that had gone I think I'd feel good if that compulsion had gone I do have that compulsion but not in the way that like it's not in a, like the way that you would have it pictured in like movies or, you know, it's not like I have to bet on this because it's on. It's like sometimes I just need a bit of action somewhere or like I love to have, I like the feeling from it. Um, now, if I'm not going to have that feeling, I'll have to have something else. So it might be food or it might be out with friends or it might be this, that, the other. But like people who are like quite ADHD inclined, which a lot of gamblers are, they have to have something. Might even be like going to the gym or something healthy might be watching a series, might be like, you know, what's happening with a few mates. Um, but you need, you need something um, because um, <laughs> I guess we've just all trained our brains in that way for so long. Now, getting to the last questions, once again, your friends have been very good marking my card and, and a few of them said that you're a lot more modest these days. I don't think they mean modest as in you're ever a a brag but you just sort of you seem to be toning it down a bit would you say that's right um yeah I, I was never um 
I was never a bragger. Like I, I always realized that like the success I had in poker was largely down to luck. Um, and there were better players than me and there's smarter people betting sport than me. And um, I guess quite self-aware enough to know my strengths and weaknesses. Um, I don't know, um, you know, I still have my moments. I guess we all, like, we all mellow a little bit. There's, there's, there's no way that anyone doesn't. Um, I've been a bit more like, cons a bit more focused on like being healthy and stuff. You know, when you get to like, you know, you're not in your twenties anymore. You're, you know, 30, late thirties, both in our thirties. Um, then, um, then you, you know, you, you kind of, uh, you, 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 you do, you do tend to step back, not necessarily unwind, but, um, there's definitely, yeah. It's definitely part of me that is not 10 weeks in Vegas, might be nine and a half. <laughs> now, do, you, do you just briefly know, do you know if you're in front this year? Uh, do I know? Do you keep, you know, do, yeah, do you ever not, I'm not. I'm not really one for records, like, you know, um, so, and also I think that a year is, is just a really arbitrary time frame to uh you know i know that the last five years weren't as good as the five years before that but like that's okay like i i'm not scared of losing uh, i'm not scared of downswings uh, i understand that in what i do there's a lot of stuff that isn't have an edge and the maths kind of plays out so when that is in times where like some good things have come up then i'll have made more otherwise not and hopefully just uh keep in action now, all the, way, all the way through, this is the final, final question, but all the way through this interview, you've been very, you know, you've been very honest. But it's always been in the back of my mind that you were a master, or still a master poker player. So is this downplaying a little bit of your skills, uh, one massive ruse to make sure people underestimate you? Not really. That, um, no, there's no, there's no spot where being anything but authentic is going to help you, that that's gonna, what's going to help you the most. Um, I think Ben likes to believe that like I'm some sort of like Kaiser Soze figure in gambling where like I'll say, you know, what you want to hear and this and that. And like, you know, uh, with respect, like he's he's somewhat deluded on the, on a few things. And, and, and once he gets his opinion about someone, which is fine, like <laughs> he is he, obviously well to that. But it isn't like, well, I set up this interview to like try and get on like in, you know, in six months because they're gonna see me and think, oh, he punts a lot. Like, all I've ever said really is my gambling will speak for itself. So if people wanna give me action or lay me bets or bet with me or against me, like me and my gambling speak for itself. If, if, if you don't like that, then, uh, you know? So, or, is, is it that, yeah, I know what you're saying. This is not like one great act where, <laughs> yeah. Great, so when the phone rings and it's, hi, it's Roland, they shouldn't be scared. Um, bookies. Well, I tell you what is that is that if I was if I was me, you know, laying me, I would say you've got to lay this guy everything because if you pick and choose, a he's going to be a difficult customer, and b you can get it wrong. Like if you lay everything, like all the money that I've placed in all of the, the firms, you'll do okay. Yeah, I mean within reason. But if you keep, you know, obviously if you start like laying me, you know, fifty grand to get at like. 10 to one on horses two days before you're gonna lose. But generally, if you keep it to like, you know, kind of vanilla stuff um, and you lay a decent sized bet, you're, you're gonna do well. If you start picking and choosing, then, you know, that's when you can think, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be scared of me. Like I'd be someone I'd lay like casino, sports, poker. Like, I, I, you know, I think I like fun to have around, like get people, you know, in the mood to, to gamble, get action. And that's what like poker's about as well. Like. You know, just looking at your cards that's, and like making a decision, that's one thing, but actually having a fun, uh, a fun experience, like, because I also live and breathe it all. Like, I'm not someone who's like ice cool, you know, if I'm like losing, like you can see it on my face, like the hair's going in all different directions, you know, the shirt might be off, like it's, you know, it's that, and, that, and that's kind of the opponents that you want to have when you're playing cards. You want to have, you want to have a good time, that's what I want to have. So, no, um, don't be scared, but you know, also, um, in, in a corporate world, it's hard to um, box like people who 
um, who are a bit of a maverick, you know, who, who, who will like put two fingers up to the system. And, you know, if there's someone who I have found um, as a, not a mentor, but as someone who I respect for doing that, it's probably Ian Botham. Because Beefy will say, um, you know, there's that, that to the system and uh, leave me alone. I'm walking to John O'Groats for, uh, for some charities. So, you know, it's that sort of mentality. It's hard for these corporates to, to deal with someone like me who they look at the bet list and they think, this is the, this is the maddest account I've ever seen. Like, how, how do you pigeonhole this? How does an algorithm look at this? <laughs> so. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for uh, sharing your, uh, your life with us and telling us all about it. And um, if anybody wants to get older, Roland, you know that better find him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Really Thank you. It. Thank Cheers. you.